everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Alrighty, everyone. This week's episode is a solo episode. It's, I guess, addressing the topic of creativity. It's my message for whoever is really into doing creative things and also for the people who always say, like, I'm not creative. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. Um, and I'm trying I'm going to try really hard not to be overly cliche about it, but I might be. Um, It's also a little bit of just like a rant. So brace yourselves. And also, while we're on the topic of creative things, if you haven't already checked out my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs, definitely do that. The link is in the show notes. We have all of the Diwali things out. Some of the Christmas stuff is also posted. There's a whole bunch of stuff with free shipping right now. So definitely go check it out. And listeners of this show can get 10% off when they spend $20 or more by using code BWWPS at checkout. And it's a really great way to support the show too. So definitely go do that. And let's get started with this week's episode. Alrighty, everybody. Here's another week of me talking to myself. The topic is creativity. And I know that word always gets a bit of a reaction only because everyone has an opinion about it. There's the people that are like, I'm not creative. There's the people who want to be creative and then see the people around them and start comparing and be like, well, I wish I was creative, but I'll never be as good as these people around me. And then there's the people who are just obsessed with it like I am. So To get you to a point where like, I feel like we have to start all the way at the beginning with creative stuff, because here's the thing, everyone is creative. And then at some point we decide, are we the more creative type or do we prefer like the more logic type? And everyone is both of those things, but it's like, you know, are we 50-50? Are we 70-30? Kind of what percentage of both are we at? If you ask my husband, he is like not into creativity at all. Like he looks at art supplies and he's like this I like I'm foaming at the mouth already I'm so bored and that's how I feel about logical things like accounting even though I was a mathlete in high school I was really good at math I love math but it's so boring and then I have a husband who works in finance and so I'm like good for you I don't know what that is um and art supplies get me super excited but my whole thing with creativity is it's It's naturally not as like woo woo as people think it is because I work with kids and they're all creative. You know why? Because they're always problem solving. And so if you are someone who's like really into logic, who's really into the black and white of the world, you still have to be creative because that's how you problem solve. Like you watch kids and like, you know, they can't open the container that the toys are in. And Honestly, in a matter of three minutes, you can see them try 30 different ways to get into that box. They'll try one side of the box, then the other. They'll flip it upside down. They'll bang it on the floor. They'll try to kick it. They'll ask you for help. Then you'll ask somebody else for help. If you say no, they'll sit there and get a little fussed about it. And eventually they find a method that works. That's creativity. Every like you learn by being creative. That's how you solve problems. And when you get older, it might be something like I can't fit this piece of furniture into the house through the doors. How do we figure it out? You have to get creative. You have to solve that problem. And that's 
every time you're solving a problem, you're being creative. And if you're someone who works in a field or does a lot of problem solving, having creative outlets is a great way to improve that ability and get better at whatever kind of problem solving you do in your life. So there's that statement. So honestly, everyone is creative. The way I say it is it's like a muscle. You don't just get to a point where like you're so creative and artsy. Like people say that to me a lot and they're like, you know, you have this like vision and then you just like bring it to life. Like I don't have that vision or I'm not creative like that or like I could never draw something like that. Guys, I have been doing stuff like this my whole life. I did not get to this point because I woke up one day having any ounce of artistic ability because that's just not how it works. And if it's like a muscle, you go to the gym and you do your bicep curls and over time, you get stronger and stronger biceps. It's the same thing. I started my first blog, get this, I started it 10 years ago. It was probably longer than that. I want to say it was 10 years, but this was back when Tumblr was really cool. So I'm going to sound really old right now. I had a Tumblr. I had multiple Tumblr accounts. I remember one of them was called HBIC Cupcakes, which stands for Head Bitch in Charge. That's me. Just kidding. But that it was like a baking Tumblr account. And then I had like a fun, like creative. I don't even know what it was. It was just like me ranting about random topics. So I guess Full circle, I now have a podcast where I rant about random topics. I had a blog called A Touch of Coral that no longer exists. Um, I had another one. I don't remember what it was called, but it was more of like storytelling and writing. I do really like to write. And so this was 10 years ago. And even before that, as a kid, like I lived in piles of art supplies. But you know where creativity really comes from? It comes from limitations. That's how you learn to be creative. When you don't have all the things or the tools you think you need and all of a sudden you have to figure it out. And growing up as a kid, child of immigrants, my parents did try to give me everything, but I rarely got all the things I wanted. And I remember growing up when you didn't have all the things the other kids have, you were kind of figuring it out along the way. And one of those things I very distinctly remember was a dollhouse. I really wanted one of those, like, I guess it was the Barbie mansion or the Barbie dream house. Obviously did not get one. But guess what? I built one, okay? With whatever I had, which was piles of shoeboxes, markers, paper, and I used tape to laminate everything. I literally went through rolls and rolls of like that clear scotch tape. So I would draw all the pieces for the Barbie dollhouse and that I was building and did not look anything like the real Barbie dollhouse. Draw the furniture and then I would tape it to laminate the paper so it wouldn't rip. And then I would take those pieces and kind of build the furniture like the table or the Barbies or the car And that's creativity, right? Like limitations. Here's what you have. You have three things. Make whatever it is you want to make with that. And so I always find people who grew up with limitations, whatever those limitations may be, whether they're financial or situational or whatever, those are the people who are always the most creative, not because 
they were born like that, but because they had no choice but to practice being creative. And so over time, they sort of filled that resource with creative problem-solving ideas and looking at the world from a different perspective. And with kids, kind of how we foster that, especially in the field I work in, because I do need them to be creative in order to problem-solve for themselves, is not giving them the answer. So I remember growing up when I was a kid, it was Legos. Like, that was the one thing I had way too much of and I loved having. But it was just a bin of random pieces of Legos and, like, the Kinex, um construction toy. Except nowadays, they sell kits. Oh, this is the Lego Eiffel Tower kit. Oh, this is the Lego train kit. This is the Lego Taj Mahal kit. I mean, I've seen all of it. And suddenly, instead of just seeing a box of Legos and all the possibilities your imagination can come up with, all you see is a box of Legos meant to build one thing. And I see a lot of kids nowadays who see toys that don't come with instructions as daunting because they're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like they've lost the ability to play, which is its own problem and a different episode. But don't buy yourself kits. Just get yourself the tools because that's how you become creative and that's how you learn to create when someone isn't spelling out the purpose of everything. You know, I remember doing an exercise in school where it was like, here's your brick. It was like, that was the prompt. You have one brick. What are, what's something you can do with it? And there are the people who are like, uh, build something. It's like, well, you only have one brick, you know? And so then you had to think of it as not a brick, but like for what it is, which is just like a heavy piece of cement, really. And so the most creative people in the room came up with a thousand different things to do with it because they didn't see it as a brick. They just saw it as an item that without a preconceived set of ideas and uses for it. So there were ideas like using it as a weapon, using it as a paperweight, using it to trip somebody, um, throwing it at something to break a window. And so suddenly it's not just a brick, right? And that's what it is. It's creativity is being able to look at the world around you and not just see it for what the world has told you it is. And that's, I think, a skill that's really important. And I wish people weren't losing it as they got older. And unfortunately, I see a lot of kids losing it because they never had a chance to like problem solve. My kids that I work with hate being given toys that don't come with like a clear purpose. Like, I'm going to use the Lego example because everyone knows what Legos are. Like if you just give them a bin of Legos, they're like not sure what to do with it or they'd make the things they were told to make with it. Like, oh, mom and I always make a train with it or we always build a house with it. And so that's what they make. But they'll rarely just kind of go off and like get weird or figure it out as they go or like just start stacking things and see what happens. You don't see a lot of that with kids anymore. And that I think is a little sad. And so if you do have kids, let them get weird. My favorite toy, I swear to God at work, is a bucket of random mismatch pieces. So just over time when you work in pediatrics, you lose toy pieces, you lose game pieces and puzzle pieces and random things. And I have a bucket 
of the most random things. It's like marker caps. It's toy dinosaurs. It's like a lost sticker, a lost puzzle piece. Like none of these things go together. I call it like the exploring bucket. And when I want to keep our kids occupied when I need to do something, I give them the exploring bucket. And I'm like, go nuts. And they're like, what? But then after a couple minutes, they get really into it. They start essentially engaging in exploratory play, which is the technical term. But that's where the creativity comes in. It's like now we're playing imagination. Like we have this dinosaur, we have this like random doll, and we have this sticker and this puzzle piece. What's happening? And I'll ask them like, so like what's going on here? Like tell me the story. And that's, again, it's the limitations. It's suddenly taking away the context of what these toys are for. And so as an adult, it's the same thing. Create those limitations. And right now it is Inktober. So if you are in the artsy world, every artist on Instagram has a list of 30 prompts or 31 prompts for the 31 days of October. And those are your limitations, right? It's like, okay, you have a piece of paper, a black pen. You can't take the pen off the paper. You have 30 seconds, draw something. So now you have to function in the confines of those rules and see what you come up with. And when creativity is a muscle, if you do something where you create every single day, you're going to get better and better and better. And that muscle is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And so I have unintentionally been someone who for the last year, year and a half has created something almost every single day, whether it's a drawing or a painting or an arts and craft project. And a lot of times they come from prompts I give to myself, ideas I want to bring to life. Or nowadays, because I do do some design services, it comes from the people who order from me and they say, hey, I need a card for someone. Here are the essentially limitations. For Valentine's Day, my idea came from someone who reached out to me and said they got their husband a record player for Valentine's Day and they wanted a card to go with it. So that was my prompt. We want a Valentine's Day card and we want it to do with record players. And we went to town with it. And originally the card was just a record, a paper vinyl record that went into a sleeve and it had like a pun on it. And I was like, you know, I really want to bring this to life. I really want to like this feels flat to me. I want something that excites me about it. And the card was great and the person loved it just the way it was. And then I saw somewhere people were my cousins mentioned they're like, you know, Spotify. We were trying to figure out a song and they're like, oh, scan my Spotify code. And I was like, what? And they showed me that Spotify makes little barcodes for every song that they have. And I was like, there it is. That's how we bring this card to life. And I figured out a way to turn that Spotify code into something I can put onto the card. And that's how my Valentine's Day Spotify cards came to life. It was a set of limitations and rules I had to work within. And of course, there's also the other limitations when you run a business like mine, where we have to factor in things like shipping and shipping costs and packaging materials and time constraints. And what is the purpose of this item? All of those got factored in to come up with this product. And so if you're trying to be creative, use prompts. There's so many artists online that create daily art prompts or daily creativity prompts or writing prompts, whatever that is for you. I really like to write. I don't share that part of me very much, but I love to write. And a lot of times it's just 
you know, a free flow of thoughts onto paper. And sometimes it's from prompts or questions or journal prompts. You guys know if you subscribe to my newsletter, I love sending you guys journal prompts to just take a moment to self-reflect because, again, all ways to foster creativity. And remember, it takes time. Like I said, like I started my first blog 10 years ago and all I had was the computer and I learned how to sort of like edit pictures and take pictures. I had my cell phone, so I would take pictures on that and figure it out. And this was back when like you didn't really have all these cool apps you do now. And even with my Instagram blog, that started four or five years ago now. It was a food blog. That's where I learned food photography, again, on my cell phone, how to edit pictures, how to create hashtags and create captions that people like. And it's all a process of learning because you see what works and you see what doesn't work. If you follow this podcast for the now 70-something episodes we're on, you know you've watched it change. You've listened to it change. We started out with no music at all. It was just a matter of doing it. I just recorded the episode. I didn't even have future episodes planned or recorded because no one wanted to be a guest on this show, which seems funny now looking back two years later. And I just put it out there, right? It was like, okay, I learned how to record some audio. There was no music. I don't even think I had an intro or an outro. And it was just like me talking with my friend. And now over time, you've seen me add the tagline of this show has changed as the show has developed and encompassed more topics. We have guests. Now we have solo episodes. We've got music. All of these things have developed, but the only way to develop that is by starting. And when I've had 10 years of blogging experience, you didn't see the failed five or six blogs that no longer exist on the internet. They've all been deleted because, and I didn't even tell anybody about them. Like, I think a lot of people see me share so much of myself online and they forget or they don't even realize that there were so many years of me not sharing anything. And then that was how I created space for myself to be creative. And I don't really like the word safe space, but we're going to use it here. You have to give yourself a safe space to create where you can just let it out. And that's what those blogs were for me. And my comfort level back then was not telling anybody about them. And then I started Dishes by Dishes, which was my recipe blog, which does still exist. It's just not a paid blog, so I don't own the domain. It's like dishesbydishes.wordpress.com. And that's when I started sharing things because I became more comfortable with the things I was creating and I was ready to share it with people. And when the Instagram account, which was originally called Just Add Guac, shout out to whoever's been around for that long, I again, didn't tell anyone I knew about it. I told my closest friends. It was a separate account from my personal account. But one thing I have maintained about it in those five years is it has been my creative space. So I didn't feel like the people I knew were stuck following an account that they weren't interested in or that I was posting too much or I'm being cringy on the internet or I'm making fun of myself. At this point, I clearly don't give a shit. I just do whatever I want on the internet because I enjoy embarrassing myself for your guys' entertainment, apparently. But that's what this that account has always been. It's been my space to create. And if people who, especially if I knew them, chose to follow it, that was at their own discretion. And 
it came with the disclaimer of I'm really obnoxious on the internet. I'm going to post all the time. You're going to think I'm cringy and I don't give a shit. If you don't want any of those things, please follow my personal account, which is now getting deleted because I don't need it. And that's just what it is. But yeah, you didn't see all the failed attempts and you didn't see all the like horrible paintings and the terrible writing and just the like things that looking back, I'm like, wow, I was so bad at this. And now everyone is like, you're so creative. Like, you're so artsy. Where did you learn how to draw? It's like you just start doing it and you problem solve. And you do it. That's how. Not because I'm in any capacity particularly talented, because I'm not. I don't really believe in talent. I'm not someone who thinks that you just woke up one day being good at something. Like, unless you're like an Olympic athlete, and even then they're like trained their whole life by like professional coaches. Like, no one is just born being good at anything. I couldn't draw anything. And then I decided I was going to learn and I'm really into flowers. So now the only thing I really know how to draw is flowers, but that's okay. I work with that. Um, You can learn and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to mess up. And a lot of the times, even now, sometimes you mostly see the final products or the ones I'm the most proud of. You don't always see the ones that just kind of look like a disaster because for every one great painting or watercolor that I do, there's like... 30 of them that are in the garbage somewhere or piled under the sheets of paper lining the table I work on. So remember that when you're creating, that's the whole point is like you can screw up or you can create something you hate and maybe you go back three hours later and you love it and that's okay too. Um, you don't have to be fancy. You don't need fancy equipment. You can choose to get the tools but you don't have to, whether that's painting or creating arts and crafts or whatever it is, like you just have to do it. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And eventually it becomes almost like a second language that you speak all the time. For those of you who are creative, and this is going to sound a little woo-woo, but there is this like internal need to create. Like there are days where I'm like, I I just need to let this out. I need to get this out on paper or turn this into something. And that need to create is always there. And I don't really know how to describe it otherwise. And some of you listening will completely understand what I'm talking about. And some of you are going to be like, Disha, you're so weird. Why do I listen to this podcast? So that's where I fall on that. That's kind of how I am. There is this like weird internal constant of like needing to get things out there even with this podcast it was just like needing to get it out there um and then there's of course the imposter syndrome that comes with it we all feel like we're not good enough or someone out there is better or that like I'm not like even now like I don't call myself an artist I know some people call me one I consider myself a creator because I love dabbling in different types of media, whether that's digital creating like this podcast or my Instagram content, or it's creating drawings and paintings or the things I do with my cricket business and all of that. Like, I don't consider myself an artist because that's just not what I am. But I know some people refer to me as and maybe that's my own imposter syndrome. And it's hard because I feel like when you are a creative person, you see the things people make and you're like, how did you do that? Like, how did your brain just vomit that out into the world? But then when you do it, 
you're like, oh, well, you know, I saw something similar or I gained inspiration from Pinterest or from a store I went to or I saw this somewhere and I wanted my own version of it. And it's like, that is what creators do. We don't just randomly have things jump out of our brains. It's like everyone draws inspiration from places. And when I was a kid, my version of creativity was mostly copying other people. Like literally as a kid, I would trace like Disney character pictures or I would cut out things from magazines because that's where you start, right? All creative people, whether you do things like comedy or writing or podcasting or photography, everyone starts by copying. And I think that's where the imposter syndrome comes from is we feel like, well, this isn't unique because when I started, I was copying and now I have my own version. Like, it's okay. Everyone draws like inspiration from somewhere. That's how it all starts. And eventually you turn it into your own. And I'll be honest, like right now I sell Christmas ornaments. That's like my big thing. I sell acrylic ornaments. If you type in acrylic ornament on Etsy, there's like 500 listings that will come up. I did not invent acrylic ornaments. Did I come up with my own design? Yes. Did I come up with inspiration that I drew from other places? Yes. And ultimately, that's what makes my designs different, right? It's not that I was like, you know, my brain, I dreamt about acrylic ornaments and now it is. Like, no, no, no. No, I just saw it somewhere and I was like, I can make that. But I didn't like any of the ones I was seeing. So I made my own version of them and my own design and my own style and twist on it. That's it. And that's okay. Like, you don't. Sometimes I really think like we see other people's stuff and we're like, wow, like my brain would have never just magically come up with that. Nobody's brain magically comes up with anything. Everyone draws inspiration from somewhere, whether it's the architecture of the world around them or the colors in their garden or the ideas that somebody else wanted them to create. Like it doesn't come from nothing. And I think that's where imposter syndrome comes in, because people who aren't creative see people who are creators and artists as like, oh, like your brain just magically made this out of nothing. And it's like, no, you have to gain that inspiration from somewhere and then you bring it to life and that's just what it is it doesn't come from nothing and so if you have imposter syndrome totally normal kind of part of the deal you'll probably always have it I don't know but I definitely do you just got to go with it and it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to just like make weird stuff I mean if you've been around you've seen me make animal print carrots like why was that a good idea it wasn't They're still cool and I like how weird they are and they make me happy. And that's why I made animal print acrylic carrots. Okay, that's why. There's no other reason. Nobody asked me to do it. Nobody asked for them to exist. My brain did. Because I was like, zebras, carrots, kind of like horses, carrots. Let's draw zebra print on a carrot. That's that was the thought process. It doesn't have to make sense. It just has to happen. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this encourages you all to do something creative today. And if you choose to share it with the world, you can. If you don't, that's okay too, as long as it makes you happy. And I know that sounds really woo-woo and cliche, but if you are someone who is creative, you know that's basically why we do it, because it makes us happy. 
So if you want to make an animal print carrot, go for it. And if you want to write a book, do that too. Go nuts. Have a good rest of the day. I will see you guys next week. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell. Mm-hmm.